Hi, everybody. I'm Marv Albert. My name is Michael Jordan. Xavier McDaniel, the Seattle Supersonics. Hey, I'm John Spider Sally, the Detroit Pistons. Hey, this is Rick Mahorn. I'm a bad boy for life. Now, if you're not on the Pick and Roll podcast, I'm going to come out there looking for you. Because you know what? Bad boys like to be listened to on the podcast. Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. But I'm not picking. I ain't even rolling. I just said tremendous upside with this young man. On a cloudy, rainy afternoon, morning rather, uh, in the Steel City. We're back. The last time we were uh, on air, it was... uh, the Hawks, the plucky Hawks, getting ready to take on the uh, the Bucks yeah. in the conference finals. Unconventional for a basketball podcast to not podcast during the finals. I yeah, know, but I you know, know, real life gets in the way. Yeah, with us. Yeah, my mid forties, got stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, other priorities, holidays and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't really get that excited about the Suns Bucks before the finals enough to. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I had enough to say uh, to warrant uh, rambling on for now, but. Uh, it's in the books now. Um, it's in the books. It kind of went as it should. I don't know. The more and more players got injured, I just found myself less less interested in what was going on, especially when it looked like Yanis was going to miss games, didn't it? Uh, after that Backwards knee thing. Backwards bent knee. It looked like he was maybe could have been out, you know, for the, the rest of the series. Then I really would have lost interest. But um, yeah. yeah, surprisingly, yeah. he came back and he was a bit limited in game one, wasn't he? But um, he soon sort of. Uh, he is tried by the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Just a little bit. Oof. But, um, yeah, the Kawhi, Le- Kawhi Leonard injury did for the Clippers, really, in the end. Um, took it to six games and were plucky. But, um, yeah, Phoenix were just a better team there. In I the think end, um, anybody who is not counting on a Kawhi Leonard injury, the inevitable Kawhi Leonard injury happening at some point, is probably naive at this point. Yeah. He's I got mean, another option, doesn't he, for this year? He's going to pay three. Torn ACL. See you this season. I'm going to say, I think... 35 million to rehab. I like, think he'll be, uh, yeah, I think he'll be picking that option up. Woo-woo! Yeah. Um, He's laughing. He's laughing. But yeah, the sun... Kawhi as well, so you know what? He'll, he'll be like, yeah, I'll see you in a year. Yeah, me and Uncle Dennis will be chilling. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you in a year. I've got my own medical team. No, you're not allowed to check up on me. I'll see you later. That's going to be a good one. But yeah, no, uh, I mean, the Kawhi Leonard injury is... Like it's a, it's an inevitable story that happens time and time and time again. And yeah, he's been relatively healthy since joining from the Raptors, haven't they? But but that's what I mean. Yeah. You, to what end? You don't seem to get. And the and the Raptors was he was on. Well, he was picking his spots. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah. They, they pretty much let him did what he wanted, and so and it paid off. So you know who are we to judge. But mm. whereas the Clippers didn't, and it didn't pay off. Yeah. So this is what Especially I mean. So anybody who you know you think you're gonna get. Like a full season out of Kawhi Leonard playing hard, or full a full playoff series is that's probably yeah. Yeah, I mean the Suns came out, took game one, a limited Yanis, uh, as we say, and um, the books are switching a lot. And uh, didn't really have an answer for sort of Booker and uh, Chris Paul that, that sort of mid range below the foul line game. They were really hitting it with the pick and rolls and the pin downs. And stuff. Yeah, it's and, like. Uh, um, it was like in the First World War, like in no, the Old War, where like the cannons all hit a certain line, and if you can get under that, yeah, it's, they can't adjust. It was kind of like if you can get under a team's perimeter defense, but yeah. not quite into the interior. It's like the, a lot of schemes aren't prepared for that. Yeah, anymore. I mean, the books really they sort of 
they protect the basket, don't they? They, get, they don't mm. get much at the rim, but the, but really then everybody has that on the three point line. So yeah, if yeah. you can get past the three point line, but not quite into that collapsing interior, there's loads of because there isn't so much of that mid range game yeah. anymore. And I think lots of the defensive schemes, there's like a weakness there, like a glitch. Yeah, and uh, you know Booker and Paul really thrive in that area, don't they? Yeah, yeah. what they have done this season and, and during the playoffs. So they really. They were able to initiate offense, both of them, and create shots for teammates and stuff. So they had a lot of joy there. And, um, yeah, they switched up in game two, the Bucks. I mean, the Suns obviously took the two games at home mm. by putting, uh, putting Holiday on uh, on Chris Paul and, uh, and basically just following the ball, you know, be it Paul or Booker trying to yeah. just trying to blow up that point of attack. And you could see, even though they lost game two, it was, it was that Bucks change. Was, it was kind of like, okay, this is, this is going to be interesting. This, this isn't going to be a sweep. No, like, uh, yeah. Holiday can keep this up and really disrupt. Yeah, I watched that one after and I woke up and saw it was 2 0 and was like, oof, yeah. is this going to get out of hand quick? Yeah. Um, but then watched the highlights yeah, and was yeah. like, oh, no, no, this is, this is going to be 2 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really felt like the, the books had kind of sussed a few things out. Yeah, and, it, uh, it felt a lot like they just did that. And DeAndre and became less and less of a sort of factor. Yeah. As um, it went through. He couldn't handle the physicality of Yanis, could he? And no. It, it was he just as, as nobody can really. You know, it's not a knock on him. He's really come a long way in the last yeah. year. But um, and when you combine that with Brook Lopez's extended range at the right times, mm. you can really sort of put him in like places he doesn't want to be quite yeah. a bit. I think they sort of losing Saric as well, just not to have that ten, twelve minutes he could give you yeah. as a sort of small ball five and just two or three fouls yeah. as well and they it's just didn't really have any backup did they at all no for him, so. no no yeah the game three was a bit of a blowout really 20 point uh, win for the books and um, they really strangled the sort of son's ability to get open looks didn't they they sort of stayed at home the shooters protected to the rim and um, just holiday being that disruptive it was like taking chris paul 10 or 12 seconds to get you know, Anywhere. it's a shot clock, yeah, yeah. and you kind of on borrowed time then, and he's not really got the the legs and explosion to sort of blow past people with a move like he used to. You know, as he now, so you kind of well, his really credits maxed out it. on time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's that's what happened to Chris Paul. By the end, they were like, "Is Chris Paul injured?" You like, no, Chris Paul's thirty. Fucking yeah, he's seven. just you know when you're having to settle for that <laughs> sort of seventeen foot like, jump shot with a few seconds left on the yeah. shot clock, you've, you've got to be hitting him. At, ridiculous clip to have a chance haven't you really against the books um. but also you know you can't you can't keep your quality there's a reason top level athletes retire usually a bit before Chris Paul has and it generally becomes with a, an awareness that you can't you can no longer perform well, at the ability you could some people aren't prepared level. to accept yeah. that yeah. though if you know what I mean there are loads of people who are like if I can't play at the well, level I Iverson, want to. You know, Iverson, it was over, it was over quickly, yeah. wasn't it? If I can't play at the level I want to, I'm not bothered. And that's across all sports, if you know what I mean. How many how many top level athletes could how many premiership footballers could stroll down the leagues like Paul Merson if they didn't have a mm. if it weren't for the Coke and gambling habits. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like but most people are like I yeah, I'm done if I can't do it at the level I want to. Yeah, it really killed a sort of Sun's half-court ball movement as well, just not getting into that offence early off, which is where they really thrived in the regular season, just yeah. sort of passing teams to death and stuff. And uh, Yeah, um, you could only see it sort of going one way after that, the series. Um, game five was obviously the the big one, wasn't it? Nicking that in Phoenix, um, it was pretty much all over at that point. Um, that, that was the hammer. Yeah. That was the killer. But they were plucky in the that game six, yeah, the Suns. Yeah, it was they close. Were, they, they were, yeah. No, they pulled it back, didn't they? But, uh, they? A long way through. Holiday killed him in game five. He was, you know, due one big game. And he had 
offensively had that 27 points, 13 assists in the end, just awesome defence again. And um, Yeah, um, they kind of ran out of ideas. They tried sort of getting eight and going down a hill and stuff, but um, that's not going to win you the series, is it? It's, uh, if, uh, you know, not at that point. You know, no. Not at that point. They were just throwing looks at that point. Monty Williams yeah. was just trying anything to revive... Some belief. Yeah, I think they both coaches did pretty, you know, made good adjustments. He sort of Monty Williams they tried to get PJ Tucker in foul trouble by getting him in the sort of pick and roll action yeah. and stuff. And but Connaughton played really well when he came in as the sort of guy off the bench. And uh, Budenholzer not yeah. really covered himself in glory in that Brooklyn series. Uh, no, kind of restored a bit of his reputation in the finals. I, I feel he did show a bit more flexibility and stuff with sort of how they. Sort of yeah, we were talking schemes. about changes when yeah, the yeah. last few years when they've gone out. We never made any, it was because we yeah, couldn't yeah. talk yeah, about exactly. changes to their schemes or looking like they were willing to be proactive to disrupt yeah. the other team in the quite the same way as they did this time. I think they were, yeah, yeah, just taking Lopez out and being willing to do that in the form, putting Bobby Portis, yes, in, just going sort of small and stuff, stuff like After that. Bobby Portis are barely featured in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that was and, um, that was you know you know kudos to him for for doing that, and he came up big for them, didn't he? Spots. That one where Bobby Portis was stopping Chris Paul getting <laughs> in the ref was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris Paul went, what? <laughs> just fuck off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just Yanis attacking for sort of from the wing more as well, I noticed. Whereas oh, during the early part of the playoffs, he'd, he'd literally just bring the ball up, you know, straight up to the middle of yeah. the top of the key and sort of operate from there. And that spin move got a bit predictable, didn't it, at times and stuff. And he uh, really seemed to unlock sort of different Arsenal moves during the finals I felt and stuff just just bullying people as well just like you can't stop me so I'm just going to sort of get to my spots now and back Aiton down and back Jay Crowder down and stuff and ne- we've never really seen him do that before and and you know no, he, up with those little hook shots by the end he had everything going he had Aiton yeah, yeah, going yeah. there were a few plays in that in that game five where the, the other four just cleared out just cleared out and yeah. Aiton found himself at the top of the key with Giannis, <laughs> the three-point line looking <laughs> at him. And there was nothing he could yeah, do yeah. with that. And like you could see that like Aiton felt broken, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. he, he just... Paul Lard, because I really like his guy. He's really come on. I mean, I've not, I don't watch a great deal of Phoenix, but I'm really impressed with him during the playoffs. I just thought... Yeah, he knows um, what to do. Stays in his lane. A bit too just, far, yeah. But it. yeah, it was just... It was unfair for anybody. Yeah, I mean, in the final... It was unfair for anybody. Dropping a 50-piece and yeah. there. The 17 from 19 for the line made me smile. After all, Phoenix fans were giving him shit. Yeah. And in the, what, the countdown clock thing, which he just completely ignored anyway. It yeah. just seemed a bit retarded after a bit of that. It was, uh... So, yeah, if he's going to hit sort of free throws at that clip... Um, he doesn't, he doesn't yeah, really need that three-point shot yeah, people yeah, bang on exactly. about. I don't think he does anyway. No. I just no. think it's stupid. No, it is. And he stopped taking them as much as yeah. well, which is good. Um, which is good. It's a failed experiment, that. Can you just let him be the best power forward that's ever played basketball? Yeah. You now just he, let, let him be. Yeah. Now he's got a taste of it as well. I think um, I feel more comfortable out of the books sort of going forward for the next few years, you know, against Durant and the Nets and stuff and these other teams who you'd think fancy themselves and stuff. Um, the Phillies of the world and stuff. Now he's had that sort of taste of it. I think he's going to kick it on, you know, and this is going to be like the sort of standard you'd expect from him. Yeah. I think he's basically done that for the last two years. He's been like that. In the regular season, yeah. In the definitely. regular season, yeah. I've had. I don't think he'd even be scared against like going like Kawhi in his prime now and stuff. I think he's Oh no, he looks no. like he'd just body him now, you know. No, I don't, I, don't, I I can't see how I, I don't who's stopping him now. You I don't I mean? see it's I don't see a player in the Anthony league. Anthony Davis, is I don't he see a player him? in the league 
around who who's currently playing who in their prime would have done that in the game in the deciding yeah. game of a finals. Yeah. yeah, 35 and 13 for the series and that's sort of easing in in game one as well. You know, he's just utterly dominant. If I bent backwards knee yeah. to start with. 62% from the field and 66 on the line. I mean, even if you can hit that, you know, going yeah. forward, it's... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a handful. But no, really pleased for the lad and just seems like one of the more likeable characters in the league as well. Um, mad humble and just... Yeah. Yeah, didn't fuck off somewhere else and chased them, you know. Yep. Wanted to do it on his terms with his team and stuff. He stated it years ago. Yeah. And has done it. Stayed loyal to the thing. Uh, I think it's refreshing that um, it's done with a team where not one of those players is uh, the sort that would ever get mentioned in like, oh, we need to bring these two or three players together to make a super team, yeah. as we'll get well, to. I didn't fancy them before the season. Rusty, but they're an incredibly well-constructed team with options around the place like mm, not the deepest Spanish stretch but we said that at the beginning of the season didn't we it was you're always like, going to have those yeah. kind of problems they but were kind of last men standing if you will as well to an extent I mean you can say that every year obviously but yeah. um, they did have good fortune along the way which every team you well, need that and I, every, every year that happens again again with the Warriors and is Cleveland. it good fortune to look at a guy's medical history <laughs> Yeah. And, and if you know what I mean, I know, this is what I mean. We say a lot of stuff is luck. Oh, he's unlucky. And like, is it unlucky? He gets injured all the time. Does this lad drink water at all or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's. You've got to be like, okay, right, there's something physiologically or lifestyley wrong with some people. Well, look you at James I mean? Harden. I mean, he got injured and he never came back because he carrying looks extra weight all year. Yes, you know? that's how that looks. Went to New York to party. I think we all know it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And. and He's going to, I'd imagine, age really quickly. Yeah. And yeah, badly. He already looks like he has to me. He's going to Iverson it. Yeah. He'll yeah. off a cliff. He'll Chris Middleton we've not mentioned who, again, just clutch. Always seems to sort of pop up with a big shot at the right time and stuff. And another really sort of humble, quiet sort of dude who just gets on with it, doesn't he? For all the comparisons, and I think I made a few erroneous ones recently, uh, Chris Middleton is like the modern equivalent of Scotty Pippen. Yeah, maybe not quite the defender, but... Um, not quite the defender, but yeah. I'd say a better offensive player. But an initiator as well. An initiator so, yeah, as well. But, but that, sure. that, that yeah. the, without a doubt, Perfect number sidekick. one second banana, yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He is clearly the number one second yeah. banana. Doesn't have to have the ball, you know, just, yeah. But we'll, we'll be there when it counts and stuff. And, uh, yeah, the perfect foil for Yanis, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and Holiday again as well, just a... Kind it's of. good to see Drew He's never going to dominate offensively. That's not really his thing, but um, uh, what a disruptor. Uh, but he's been yeah. solid for a yeah. long time and just one of those passed about unfairly players. Mm. I remember when he absolutely... He was an all-star in Philly, though, wasn't he, early in his career? Yes. I think that was yes. more just a numbers game and than anything. But, uh, that was when they were trying to convince yeah. us that him, Lou Williams and Fad Young were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> They were just old post Iverson, weren't they? Quite post like, quite like those Philly teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. They were the peak Philly years. They're much, they were much more likable mm. than they are now, I yeah. think. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. I remember him a few years ago, absolutely locking fucking Dame and CJ down. Yeah, in that first round series. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fucking. Everybody made out like it was Anthony Davis, but it was Giroud Holiday. Yeah. I remember when the Warriors played him when Durant first came. He fucking he gave Kevin Durant a nightmare, you know. And he's 
good half a foot yeah, taller. Yeah, a good you know, six inches yeah, taller. Yeah. So he just gave him fits, but no, yeah. he's a, he's a really good. So I really, really like to see him get that. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was very strange. They wheeled the trophy in some kind of Louis Vuitton suitcase, which seemed odd. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, what's going on here? This is strange, isn't it? Adam Silver, he looks more like an amphibian. Like Every time I see him, he just... He's a reptile. He's more gore. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a strange He's one of them reptile bloke. people. Yeah. If ever, if they're like, it's like V. <laughs> yeah. He's a very strange-looking man. Eat a lizard and a canary or something off camera. Yeah. Well, no. Nice to have the crowds back, but it seems like there's no COVID in America anymore. It just seems there's no distancing or anything. I don't know. It's, are they all vaxxed up? I'm doubting it. It's no, no. Very strange goings on it's over there. It's week from the chaff time, isn't it? Yeah. It's week from the chaff. Humanity's entered a very, very... We've gone through a very strange portal recently. Yeah, it does appear that way. Um, did you watch the draft or have you followed the draft or did you... Um, I didn't watch it. I, uh, I've listened to yeah, at the odd podcast about people who won or lost, but <laughs> I don't know anything about these I don't know players. How you can determine that. Uh, uh, get back. I'll get. I'll get back to you on two in two years' time. I generally it, give find it five, maybe. Yeah, yeah. two or three years. End of that first rookie contract. Somebody like Luca with that kind of pedigree. Who we kind of already knew. Yeah, who's going to be? Mm. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know anything. I, I went on. YouTube and watched a few highlights of some of these guys. And, yeah, I've watched a uh, bit. And, it's hard uh, to tell. It's a different sport. Yeah, yeah it's a different game. Or, so, uh, all you can judge yeah. is their sort of physical profiles and stuff, I guess. And yeah. As far as the playing basketball part, it's really tough to to take anything from guys who played in the, for the G League Ignite. I mean, what, what am I supposed to do with that? It's, yeah. It doesn't mean anything, does it? So it's, uh, it's basically just a fucking meat market as usual, isn't it? It's, well, to be honest, the G League Ignite is a much, to be honest, a, a much higher standard than the college game. College game is a fucking joke from what I've seen of it. Yeah. I, 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 it exists purely to, I don't know, sell caps to people in bum, <laughs> bumfuck middle and nowhere. Like, that's it. That's it. So they can pretend they have some sort of relevance in, yeah. I don't know. Wherever the Ohio State Buckeyes play. Yeah. It makes me laugh on all these podcasts as well. They're so desperate to tell these teams they need to trade picks and stuff and that and, and trade this or they've got to trade for something. It's like, it very rarely happens. So I don't understand why the media spends, and obviously I do understand this because it's content. It's clicks. It? And it's clicks. It's clicks. It's clicks. They're it's so clicks. obsessed with like, right, they should package this for this. And it's like, when does that ever really happen? Very rarely, doesn't it? It's like, you know, well, happened with, Boston. I think. I, that time. I, I think. Just... I, I think. Interestingly, I think basketball is currently in like a loop. I think. I think there's a loop where there's so few people who are actually actually watch the game, know stuff, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is going on, and I think there's so many of them listen to the opinions. Like, so we've now got like you don't hire Kendrick Perkins because you want oh, intelligent God. comment on something. You hire Kendrick Perkins because you want people He's to gonna click. He's going to say something fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want clicks, but now it's like the GMs are looking at that world and respond, and you just it, it's become this sort of yeah, like it's nonsense. It's like wherever. a weird circus. It's, yeah, it's a weird yeah. circus. So, like my thing with picks, they over overvalue them massively they're just yeah, dreams they're that's all they sell yeah. that's all they are and look what Danny A you know, pocket full of dreams and fuck yeah. all else yeah. and that's that's like Sam Presley's is a job preservation move the longer I can string this out the longer yeah. I'm going to have a job you know what I mean it's uh, yeah he doesn't care yeah. but it's how this whole thing with like Woj announcing the picks on Twitter before the picks actually. So what's the point of having the fucking draft then? If, just if gonna, he already knows, you just you spoiling this as a spectacle because it's like, well, that's why I just can't watch it anymore. I, I just like I don't know. It's have just, a it's deep rooted 
distrust i'm gonna say of woge or i i don't i don't i like his whole shtick and yeah. the whole like it's a oh let's watch woge because woge why the fuck would how much he basketball know does first? he actually watch do you think him and stephen a smith how, you think they're, uh, but how much how know. much would he know how much how, like how would this one person know first? He's the equivalent of like three AM gossip girls in yeah, whatever the fucking Daily Mirror or whatever. It's it's Piers Morgan territory, you know. It's, My favorite <laughs> is uh, a it rolls by on on the thumbnails on YouTube, and I clicked on one the other day, like uh, the sight of Woj and um, what's his face? He's, he's, Zach Lowe. He's, oh right. Woj and Zach Lowe in a podcast together in a room. It's just, it's just. And you can tell Zach Lowe must fucking hate doing that stuff. It's visually you know? like, it's visually maybe the least appealing thing <laughs> I've ever seen. It's a, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just. Right. It, it, I don't know. It's I'm male really pattern de- de- denial. It's yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I quite like the big Turkish guy who were rocked up at Houston. I think he was. Is it Sengun? He looks like a like a mini Jokic, but without the passing kind of thing. Yeah, he was like this, the MVP in Turkey. Wasn't yeah, he? this Turkish fucking, league. Just this big dude just bullying people on the block. Quite like uh, I quite like watching guys like that. But, uh, we yeah, won't, we'll we just won't know. We, we won't, won't know. And no, no. so, so much some of are eighteen, some are twenty. You know, it's just. Hey, look! Some of these, some of these lads probably did have the chance to be really good, but they've just been bingoed into like a terrible scenario in a horrible place where they don't want to be separated from their friends and family, like with a coach who's not interested in them. Like it's like it's just such a stupid way to. Well, look at Ben Simmons' career now. To that's try gone. and distribute, you know what I mean? Didn't do the did the college thing completely tossed it off, and it's like. Back in the day, you know, Grant Hill doing whatever, mm. four years at Duke. It does actually, you do actually improve as a player going through it and stuff. Whereas now they're just... Hey, Ben, mate, you might have learned to shoot. Do you know what I mean? Not, just not in the glass. Like you know, just, 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 you know, shoot. Rather than someone just telling you how good you are from the age of 15, you know. Yeah. Um, nailed know. on. Nailed on. Well, I know we're angry old men. But nailed on. Angry, but <laughs> oh, you're, you're angry. I'm I angry at reports that... How much Daryl Morey thinks he's gonna get for Ben Simmons? Yeah, the Toronto one was quite funny. He, he wanted like, like I want everybody in all your picks. Had your picks. Yeah. Like, who is this? Yeah, like what are you? Hey, what for a player you just can't? You Nobody literally wants. can't shoot. Nobody wants him. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know what you think his value is. Is nah. but I'm telling you, it's Michael K. Gilchrist levels. Mm. If you know what I mean, in terms of like, all right, he's a solid defensive disruptor, and if he jumps a passing lane and there's nobody between him and the basket, he can make the layup. Yeah, silly season's about to begin uh, oh. this week. It's already has begun with uh, the Lakers training yes. for, for Rusty. Um, fourth team in four years, is it? Something like Something that. Like but, that. Um, yeah, I don't know what if he's the answer uh, to what they need. Unless uh, Anthony Davis is going to grow a pair and finally realise he's going to have to play the five if... Uh, that they want to win something again, but uh, they haven't got a team now, though. It's literally. I don't know how they afford to pay anybody else. No, um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to fill that roster out. It's uh, welcome to uh, irrelevance, Kyle Kuzma. By the way, nobody's going to know who you are now. So uh, enjoy Washington if uh, they decide to keep him. But uh, look at that, though. I mean, like, to be honest, that thing smacks of another Lakers disaster. Well, it's LeBron, isn't it? It's well, well. I mean, do you know what it reminds me of? The Nets have got three superstars. So we need. It's, but do you know what it reminds LeBron, me of? 
it reminds me of the the post Crowby scramble and the, the Steve Nash Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah. You know when everybody was like, "Oh, they're nailed on now," and you're like, yeah. "What? They're, those two are going to break the fuck down." Whatever. Well, we said all last year their roster's wafer thin. It's going to come back to haunt them, and it did. And this is even taking it even to another level. You so know, what we got? Just, we got we got Rusty, who's you got who's, Mark Gasol, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Rusty at this point. Rusty, who's they? got so he's had so many knee injuries that players can bait him out by going for his knees, if you know what I mean. It's like Anthony Davis, who at no point in his career has been able to make a case for durability, and LeBron, who's what, like very, very obviously into yeah, that like yeah. niggling end. It's in the departure lounge of his yeah, career, that's it's, for sure. It's, it's, what is it now? It's like two or three years now of mm. just niggles, 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 and... It's not going to get better as he gets closer to 40. Yeah. You don't Can get... you think of a worse player to put around LeBron James and Westbrook either, just from a fit point of view? Like the lack of shooting That's and... what I mean. Like yeah. uh, All I could think of well, when I said that, I could just see uh, LeBron will be getting his J.R. Smith eyes ready. Warming up them J.R. Smith looks. Well, Westbrook will think he's the best player on that <laughs> team as well. Absolutely. He's, he's not giving up that rock. Yeah. No, exactly. So. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's like J.R. Smith all over again. Yeah. But uh, apparently they're really tight, so... You know, well, yeah, good luck with that. Oh, no. I'm sick of hearing about fucking Bradley Beal as well. For someone who's just never, never done, done anything yeah. in his career, can we just can we just the leave NBA's, it? The NBA's 28th best player, Bradley yeah. Beal. Yeah, yeah. Like, can we, he scores a lot. You know? Can we carry on? You know? can we, yeah, he's on Team US. Oh, is he? Oh, he's not. Oh, you know, right. Okay. Put fucking Jeremy Grant on the Wizards. He scores you 30 a game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like this. Anybody? Yeah. Kuzma's probably going to. KCP's numbers next year. So yeah, I don't, I don't get. Can we just have a week without? <laughs> oh, uh, everyone's waiting on Bradley Beal. Like, wait for what? Exactly. <laughs> What's going to happen? That oh, already. The Warriors. I think. I think we're all right. They got. We're all right with shooting. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the other bits. The other bits. Really need Bradley Beal. Exactly. Like defensive stopper. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. Some of these rumors again. It's just. Nothing better to talk about. That's what I mean. Pundits say it, and it just becomes this really weird closed-loop echo chamber where where everybody's like, Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, he must be. People are talking about Bradley Beal, so he must be great. Have you ever seen Bradley Beal duo? Not really. Uh, I think I saw him score 23 for the Wizards once. I don't know. Uh, What do you uh, make of what's going on at your Blazers? There's been... Neil O'Shea's not exactly covered himself in glory, has he, the last month or so, with uh, some of the shit he came out with about when they got rid of Stotts, saying basically, you know, the roster moves I've made have had n- were not the reason this team struggled last year. It's basically throwing Terry under yeah. the bus. And then there's a whole weird thing when they announced Chauncey Billups and obviously with this, this issue about his sexual assault allegations from like 20-odd years ago and his stuff. And he, he kind of mangled that press conference as well, yep. kind of, you know, we're happy with our investigation kind of thing and like refusing to take out, literally talking over Chauncey Billups and stuff. And uh, it was all a bit odd. He just came across as a bit of a jimmy, really. I don't know, it's... Uh, He's not covered himself in glory with the sort of Lillard stuff either, has he? Where you know, no, rumblings. Uh, so he doesn't look like a happy ship, does it? It's uh, isn't it essentially impending new owners. He's trying to make a lot of noise because he knows he's fucking done. Yeah, 
it's blame that, shift time. Yeah, usually, that's what it is. That, yeah. The hey, former actor's turning on the charm yeah. like he's wanted to do. Everybody knows that when new owners come in, they want to make moves. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to so be that guy who's like, hey, look, I've been telling him for ages that this yeah. needs to change. But it, it's bullshit. And he's going to go because he's fucking useless. And that he, he said not covered himself in glory in the last year. And like, I, I don't see him as been any glory. Yeah. I don't see... He was part of that whole Clippers fucking horribleness for a while as well, which I don't think he should be untainted by. He was, he definitely let a lot of sli- shit yep. slide when he was there and, and Donald Sterling was in charge. He, he definitely wasn't throwing himself in front of it, that's for sure. So yeah. It's self-preservation again for yeah. Neil, yeah. isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. People are like, oh, I, oh, I, oh, oh, yeah, it was a horrible place to work there. Ooh. You, ooh. Were, you were integral. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh. Paid me loads of money and I didn't say all about yeah. it. So is, it, I think, is Jody Allen actively looking to sell the team? Then, or is she just so. wait for someone to blow away with a silly offer? I so. think it, yeah. it's all a bit. It's a bit up in the air, but yeah, it's yeah. sort of yeah. They are looking to, yeah. or owners are looking to make. I still think he'll start the season on the Blazers. Um, I would be surprised. Lillard. Yeah, I yeah, think a, yeah. a trade of a player of that magnitude and earning that kind of money is quite hard to do, really. Um, yeah. I, I also just think there isn't there isn't a package you could send back. No, I know. What what, what, what can the Sixers offer? Joel Embiid. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's, that's not happening. Is do you know it? what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 no, yeah. Seriously, that's, that's, that's what it's at. Yeah, so yeah, who do you, yeah, who do you send? Yeah. Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's, it's that. It needs to be. Sort of <laughs> yeah, thing. exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So why would you do that? If LeBron. You're the yeah, like, he's on the contract. You know. You're gonna send me every pick you've got for the next fifteen years? Like I don't. Yeah. It's, that, uh, that like the, his value there cannot be understated, and his equivalent around the league is four or five guys mm. who are all cornerstones of those franchises. And then so you're taking half your team, so who's he going to play with? You know, like, oh, I might go to New York and well, play with who? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're not going to be better than the Blazers are now. So. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, like, what is it? It's like, uh, realistically, realistically, you'd look at, like, John Morant. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who has the potential to be as good as that and who isn't quite there now. But other than that, why the... What the fuck's do you think's the equivalent of that? I don't, yeah, I don't see the trade there at all. There was a bit of shuffling of the deck chairs between the uh, Pelicans and Grizzlies. Uh, Steven Adams going for uh, Valentunas. They just seem to be slightly interchangeable. New Orleans are hilarious. Talk about GM. It's not even a franchise. David Griffin. Um, Yeah. Some of the the moves he's made there. Um, It's not even a franchise, really. Lots of new coaches. Willie Green in at New Orleans now. After Stan Van got the boot. Um, I think Jamal Mosley at Orlando. Nate McMillan obviously got the yeah. gig full time in Atlanta. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr., I believe, in Wes Washington. Jr. So, uh, a lot of the young African American coaches getting a chance, which is good to see which rather than the Finally. same old retreads yes. of middle aged white guys who've coached in the league forever who didn't deserve goods. And uh, complain jobs, about music. Yeah, uh, Imi Doku, who we touched on yep. with Josh, Josh Coyne yeah. last time, got the Celtics gig. And uh, Brad Stevens not wasting any time, sort of. Getting rid of some of the mistakes of the Danny Ainger. I think he sent Tristan Thompson packing this week. Yeah, and they brought in Josh Richardson, I believe, from Dallas uh, the yeah. other day. Uh, so yeah, making some sort of smarter moves and stuff. So, well, is Josh Richardson a smarter move? Not really, but uh, no. Tristan of... Thompson's a bad move. Yeah, so I think I'd rather him on my getting rid of Tristan Thompson is not. And, uh, I think, but yeah, and the Kemba thing, obviously, uh, bringing Al Horford back and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, no major, major names you can imagine sort of changing. Uh, free agents is Kyle Lowry, obviously, seems Lowry, to be yeah, quite yeah, in demand from so. a lot of teams. And 
the likes of Dallas and Miami seem to be clearing cap space with possibly with him in mind. But I don't um, know why. We'll I don't see, know what he does to either of those teams. I think he tips them over the edge, really, does he? No, no. Um, I don't. So. I don't know why you want to take the ball out of Luka Doncic's hand. Exactly. Dallas. <laughs> I mean, and give it to a, what, Kyle Lowry's like 35. Yeah, I think it's just the other guys around the edges. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be in a rush to give him like three years. 70 million. I don't oh. know. It would seem excessive at this point. I'd be paying anybody over 33 the kind of money they get paid in the NBA. Yeah. It'd be more like, fo- you know, like football where like many clubs are like, you're over 30, you get a one-year deal with an option for a second. Yeah, that's what Arsenal used to do every year. Yeah, yeah, that is what you do. Yeah, and, when, yeah. and they've had to relax that. And what happens now? They can't shift Willian, who's mm. on a massive wage, 34, and somewhere off the in the sea, off a cliff. With a gut like my own. That's <laughs> how so I saw it. Yeah, just, just little, little pot dinghy, belly. Just in a dinghy in the sea, off a cliff somewhere. I love it when the Brazilian guys just give <sighs> up, like Ronaldinho. Like, ah, fuck <laughs> it, I'm just going to drink beer now. That steak starts in, yeah. and barbecues. We like the disco? And barbecues kick in. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's I just think it's madness, and it's madness that people are surprised when old blokes get hurt and can't do it yeah. no more. Like it's just it's fascinating. Uh, had Jason Kidd rocked up on the Mavericks last time? I don't think he had, had he? So that's happened. Which no, no, there was still sort of it was like ooh, yeah. rumors with him so potentially at the Blazers and other places. Let's see what damage he can do there. I guess <laughs> I wouldn't be that happy about that if I was a Dallas fan. It's, um, that's that's a fucking that's a that's a. That's a U-turn. Yeah. That's a pendulum swing in terms of coaching. Yeah. That, Rick, isn't Carlisle, it? To Rick Jason Carlisle to yeah. Jason Kidd in a cup of water. Yeah. The Pacers are going to be interesting, aren't they? I do like Rick Carlisle. I mean, I know he's only kind of not really won one playoff series since they won the finals, but mm. I think he's been hamstrung by the roster moves. Been hamstrung by Mark Cuban. Coaching. Yeah, they always seem to overachieve. If yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Strange, strange one. Um some questionable morals at times for a man who for not a great to, owner. Yeah, I don't know. But likes to spout off. Yeah. Have we watched any Olympics? We just caught the back end of Slovenia, Spain, didn't That's we? That's the most Olympics I've watched. Yeah. Like I said, I saw some of the Team USA like preparation stuff. Yeah. Uh, only enough to I saw that and I saw France were five to one in their first game, so I lumped on. I just yeah, I saw get get I saw the highlights of getting absolutely mullered by Nigeria mm. and was like, yes, I quite enjoyed yeah. that. Stephen, I don't a, know. Stephen A. Smith didn't enjoy that. He was, he was mortally offended. Oh, so, yeah. You know, third world country in his view. Third world country in his view. beat them at basketball, even though it's <laughs> rosters full of NBA players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Professional, professional players. Yeah, uh, coached uh, by Mike Brown. I'm going to say I can't, I can't pronounce their names anymore. Which, clown. which, even as a journalist in a professional sport, is a fucking damning indictment of yourself, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, I'm a professional NBA analyst, but I don't. Know I'll just shout more. Names. Yeah. Like, like, and and then I'm just gonna say them. It was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Fucking Bowser. Um, yeah. I know you like the summer league though, and that starts this week. So yes. you usually dip your toe in there. We'll rely yeah, on yeah. you to, to spot the gems and tell us. Yep. After the draft. All these players, we don't know who you like the look of. It's so. another fucking bullshit year, though, isn't yeah. it? Where there's like nine <laughs> summer leagues in five different places. I think so they have the Utah one, don't they? Then yeah. Vegas starts. And then Vegas. Possibly the end of this week, I think. So we shall see. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather look at the rookies there against some actual NBA players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that setting and stuff, you can usually see who's uh, got a bit of gumption, if you will. Yeah, or, or who can run a run a fucking play yeah. properly or, or can shoot or if you has it's more about composure and how their teammates accept them as well if you know what I mean you, like I don't know enough about basketball to be able, like this eye test bullshit but like you can 
if the guys who play with them, who have got a point to prove to be like, you're not better than me, are like deferring to them at that point, yeah. then they know they know more about basketball than me. Exactly. You know what I mean? And if he's giving up the ball, like that one with Donovan Mitchell in yeah, the preseason, yeah, yeah. when Joe Johnson gives up a last-minute game-winning three attempt, then that means something to yeah. me, if no, you know absolutely. what I mean. That's, there's, there's something gone on there. Yeah. So I like to watch it for that. All right. Yeah. Get your scouting cap on this yeah. week, and we'll uh, see. We'll, we'll see report who's back up. next time. <laughs> um, the end of the Eastern Conference Finals uh, meant the end of an era for uh, one marvelous Marvin Albert. Um, marvelous Marvin Albert, and probably a wig maker somewhere. Yeah. So one East Coast wig maker is um, sadly sold his last syrup. For so yeah, that's purposes. it for Marv. Um, not much of a fanfare really from sort of TNT, but no. uh, I'm sure there may be something to come. Uh, on that end. But um, I think for the first time we're going to open the gates to the Clarence Wetherspoon Hall of Fame yes. to a non-player. Because I think uh, Marv, uh, <coughs> for all his faults... Um, his myriad faults. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're going to cover. As we say, our hall, not necessarily for uh, players of the highest character, but more the characters of the game over the years. So and I think I think Marv fits that. Uh, so we'll have a short break and... Yeah. Uh, or crack the gates open. Yeah, I mean, we're all, all adults. We're <laughs> capable of separating the artist from the art. Pretty much. Uh, right, we'll be right back. for Marv at age 80 but um, he's kind of been he's been part of my sort of basketball life ever since I started watching it Marv is much. Marv is uh, the sound of basketball to yeah. me. Marv is yeah. basketball's commentator yeah. like anybody other than Marv sounds weird to me and yeah. it doesn't sound right certainly and, for people of our age and uh, it sounds group, lesser you know. anybody less than Marv is and they're probably better I'm, in fact I'm sure they're better at it but like you Marv is just the sound of all the iconic memories I have from yeah. like being a, a like, child. He's like a warm it. blanket, isn't he? He's like, yeah, you hear Marv's sort of voice on the highlights or stuff, or the, yeah. the famous plays. Like or a couple of holics yeah, or something. Exactly, just yeah. like, ah. Yeah. ah, Marv. You knew you were at home. You felt relaxed because Marv, Marv was in control. It was in his hands and stuff. So, um, yeah, a bit of background. Marv, born 1941 in Brooklyn, New York. Born Marvin Philip Aufrichtig. So, uh, parents... Uh, Jewish family, obviously cable from Europe, I'd imagine, at some point. But uh, um, like a lot of the Jewish families... 1941? I'm yeah. going to guess there was exactly. a reason for well, that. Well, he was born there, yeah. So, uh, um, Guessing the reason they changed it from Alfred to, to Albert. To yeah, I mean, a lot of families did that, didn't they? Yeah. Russian families, they, they, they take on a, a sort of yeah. Western name. Well, it's not even will. that. Yeah. Loads of other people did from the South. Uh, yeah. Mexican... Mexican skateboarder Rudy Johnson wasn't born Rudy Johnson. <laughs> he became Rudy Johnson when they moved to America when he was like four. Yeah. And then um, he's got another name. I'm sure, yeah. So, yeah, that that kind of thing, if you will. But, uh, yeah, went to Abraham Lincoln High School in Coney Island in Brooklyn, which I believe is the uh, the same school Stephen Marbury went to, mm. where he made his bones. Lincoln, Lincoln High. High School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, down at sort of Coney Island there, where... Uh, We've been in that area. We have, yeah. I'm sure we've been past that high school yeah, at yeah. some point. Um, so, yeah, his family had a grocery store down on sort of Brighton Beach Avenue. Yeah, he was a bit of a nerdy kid, obviously. He 
all he ever wanted to be was a commentator. He was a kind of kid. He sort of he'd commentate from his bedroom window on kids playing basketball in the street. And that's not a nerdy kid. That's a fucking weirdo. Oh yeah, imagine yeah. that there's, guy. There's definitely sort of personality issues. Here, I guess his mom didn't keep all of his lunch money too often. No, no. But um, he had his own imaginary radio station in his bedroom called. <laughs> WMPA after his initials, yeah. and he'd make tapes and like shows completely like his own adverts, yeah, and stuff. So not uh, gonna lie, I used to do that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I used to do did. that. I had a tape recorder with a little mic I found. Yeah, that's what you do when you're fucking eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was his thing. I mean, he always wanted to be involved in sports and stuff. He was just nerdy. Sports I mob just rolled with it. Just leaned he into did, it. Yeah. Um, so he worked for the Brooklyn Dodgers uh, as a kid, uh, oh. uh, as an office boy, sort of in and around the stadium, dealing with the owners and stuff, and Branch Ricky, if you will, just before they went out to LA, obviously. Yeah. Jackie Robinson time and stuff. So um, he was really involved in sort of sports from an early age and stuff. Just you could tell he gravitated towards that, and that's that's what he wanted to do and stuff. Um, so he was uh, a Knicks ball boy, so got to meet all the players back in the day and stuff. And, Harlem Globetrotters when they played at the you know, old garden and stuff. So uh, he was in and around it very much from an early age yeah. and um, president of the Knicks fan club, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like it's a 15 year old. He was like, it's weird, he was born like, to do this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like the, put his work in from day one, you know. Well, that's it, isn't it? Without, it was like a, and I think that's maybe part of it that, that came through in his commentary yeah. that like Marv was a super fan. But he'd always throw back to sort of, yeah. you know, if he had. If there was a coach on the side from another team, he, there was always a, a stat or a memory yeah. from Marvel when that guy played. And but the, he uh, never had to... Played for the Syracuse Nationals in 1960 or, or whatever. He was always just... He got that knowledge base, hadn't he? In the yeah, back and never had to... Never never did that thing never where... Never false. Well, yeah. you have that thing with ex-players who always just default to, when I played for coach, like, yeah. when I did... When I... And they don't have to learn anything because they right. can just say, when I... Like, and he came, yeah, like an encyclopedia... Yeah, very much so. So went to Syracuse University, which a lot of the sort of media types do. He uh, he first was the voice of a AAA baseball team, the Syracuse Chiefs, back in the early 60s, uh, bef- whilst he was at university before graduating in 1965. When he went on to work for the Knicks as the sort of cover guy for the guy called Marty Glickman, who was the sort of big Knicks commentator back in the day. And uh, Marv sort of got his chops when he'd go on holiday. He wasn't yeah. there and stuff, so he was like... Nick's play-by-play guys are sort of teenager, basically, talking, you know, in the 60s, which is nuts, really. Uh, that's how long he's been at it, yeah. which, if you consider in 2021, he's just retiring there. Uh, it's quite a run here. Uh, 60 years. Yeah, it's uh, it really is. 60-odd <laughs> years as sort of, you know, commentating on basketball. So, um, yeah, he's put his hours in, to say the least. This is in addition to all the other sports he did. He did ice hockey for yeah. Rangers. Uh, I think he commentated on, like, five or six Super Bowls. Wimbledon, the Olympics, so he was just he probably never had a day off in sort of sixty years really. Uh, which That's mad. When you see we'll come on to some of the sort of later behaviour incidents. Well you need to do to unwind. Kinda see why, yeah. Mar- he had maybe a lot of steam to let off. <laughs> you needed to switch things up a little bit at yeah. some point. But um, Yeah, I think my first exposure to Marv was the he wasn't really on national TV till it moved to NBC, which was like ninety, mm. ninety one, but I remember buying the Dazzling Dunks and Basketball Bloopers VHS yeah. in like 89 maybe and he hosted that with was it Frank Laden wasn't the Utah coach and Welcome to the NBA's Dazzling Dunks and Basketball Bloopers I'm Marv Albert That was kind of Marv's introduction into my life and stuff uh, I was like who's this guy and he's like and he did those tapes and stuff so that was kind of when I first heard about him 
And then obviously he popped up on the national broadcast. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Marv Albert. It's I was the national broadcasts first. Yeah, yeah, because he was just doing the Knicks broadcast. retrospectively, yeah, yeah. So it was like the Bulls, Bulls, Knicks, early 90s. Yeah, playoffs yeah. Playoffs and yeah. stuff. That's, yeah. That was, they were the first. Because I got into basketball through the playoffs first. Yeah, yeah. Because they were the games that were shown. Talking like Eurosport yeah, yeah, days and screen stuff. Sport, screen sport. Screen sport days. So yeah, yeah. So Marv was there sort of 1991. Yeah, stuff, so it was those. Yeah, it was that. Fuck. And he's always just been the, the sound of... Well, they mimic. Well, not even all basketball. I would say he. This is what he is. He's the sound of important basketball. Yeah, because well, it was the playoffs. He did yeah. the finals every year. And yeah, stuff, he's the he? sound of basketball yeah. that means something. Because yeah, he still did the Knicks games in them days, but we rarely ever got sort of those yeah. broadcasts, did we? So yeah, yeah. We so never really knew yeah. about that. Either. In the same way that Chris Webber is the sound of meaningless basketball. <laughs> But no, it was, he had a really dry sense of humour, didn't he? And, uh, he used to fuck with Ahmad Rashad loads on those broadcasts. <laughs> it, it kind of always a bit of needle and back and forth, sort of yes, taking yes. the piss out of each other. Ahmad very much set himself up as that guy, though, yeah, didn't yeah, he? He was very time. much the sort of straight guy. Yeah. Mike Fratello, who, you know, he liked to give nicknames to people and stuff. And, like, he nicknamed Mike the Tzar of the Telestrator and stuff. And that, <laughs> that sort of stuck yeah. for years. Like, he just, and he just got to the point where he just called him Tsar and stuff. And it was just weird, mad shit like that. Just, just made me laugh and stuff. And Bob Costas used to try to fuck with him all the time as well. Like He'd like he'd sort of walk him into sort of fucking, you know, with comments about set him his up. sort of love life. Yeah, uh, like, he tried to set him up. I noticed Princess Diana was in Chicago today. And, uh, <laughs> nobody's seen Marv uh, all <laughs> afternoon. So, Marv, where have you been? And stuff like that. He just, I don't know, they just rip on him all the time. Yeah. Obviously, knew what he was getting up to, but, you know, got the loot to it and stuff. Not, yes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> The ever-changing syrups and the uh, ever-changing syrups. Yeah, that's one thing we need to really put yeah, some time yeah, on. We'll come back to some that. absolutely <laughs> yeah. magnificent hair oh, pieces God, yeah. from day one. From as well. improbable styles yeah, yeah. as well. Like you could choose it, and yeah. that's what you've gone for, Marv. Yeah, um, the sideways wavy like comb-overs, just yeah. fucking incredible. But, um, a family of broadcasters. His brothers Al and Steve Albert were both M- NBA commentators on sort oh. of local networks and stuff, and then the hockey and. Uh, Kenny's son obviously does the Knicks games now and he sits in for Mike Breen and quite a famous commentator in his own right. So a whole family were at it, basically. It was uh, not just Marv. Can you remember NBA Jam? It wasn't Marv or The Voice, but they definitely mimicked him, didn't they? Can you remember that? Yes. Yes, he's heating he's up. He's heating up. It sounded like Marv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was all his intonation and exactly. his pacing. It, yeah. was, it was all very much. But um, I remember you know that on... game was rigged? What do you mean? That game was rigged. NBA it, Jam? It was done by a... I think it was done by a Pistons fan, and uh, he was really angry when the Bulls beat them. Programmed. It's either it's one way or the other. But if you took a shot in the last, if it was close and you needed to hit a game winner mm. with the Pistons against the Bulls, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. It was programmed to not make the shot. Not heard like, about this. Yeah, yeah. There's like a the guy who made it put in this belligerent little like fuck you. <laughs> really? Yeah. It is impossible to make the shot. You cannot do it. It's programmed like it will miss. Maybe we need to get the guy on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, like John Madden with Ask the Technica. Yeah, like John Madden with the NFL games. They put Marv on the NBA Live games in the end. They gave it a level of credibility, didn't yes. it? You know, yes. I mean, like, oh, Marv's on it, so this must be legit kind of thing. Well, that's know? one of the things as well that. Um, Particularly in computer games and movies, I've always found that it's really underrated. That like, you can watch a movie on a screen, and it's horrendous. Like you're watching a movie on a screen. You watch that same movie on a screen with headphones on, and you're in a cinema. You don't notice. Like mm. the sound and the sound design of things is massively important to how we, yeah, yeah. like the the, the ex, like the authentic richness of the experience. And when they started putting in Marv into those games, 
that was when it's you it was an nba game suddenly, yeah, yeah. And not just a basketball game it, yeah. then it became like you could sort of live a bit of it yeah i can remember him and steve kerr on it might be like nba life 2004 i just loved playing it because yeah. it, it was so well done the yeah. and stuff and i was like i just played with the knicks constantly because it just felt proper real you know with marvel, it's marvel. yeah it's just yeah it's, um, it's it's the same way in the same way that we just watched that basketball with that dead yeah. guy who didn't know shit about basketball yeah. Eurosport, yeah. ruined it almost yeah no Oh, I mean, we love the broadcasters. We bang on about it because it's such an important part of the viewing thing and stuff for me, especially yeah, like you, historical basketball. Well, you know stuff. how I feel about basketball in, in terms of like it's... It, it's, it's entertainment at the yes, end of the day as well. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, exactly. So, yeah. so they compare the MC, it's all part of the, the ringmaster. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's so important, that role. That's and when they get it wrong because they neglect that, yeah, it, yeah. it's so bad, the product. No, it does. It ruins the viewing experience massively. So early 90s, you, you talked about the sort of... He was there for all the important moments and stuff. But yeah, the 90, 92 finals and stuff with the when Jordan was just laying waste to Portland and stuff. Yeah. Marv was just really that was his peak, you know, the yes. uh, Jordan again for three and stuff. And you know, they were just the iconic moments. He really seemed to nail them all, didn't he? And stuff. And, yeah, he, he uh, really did sort of he put the sound bites to the to the memes pretty much if you know what I mean, like the, yeah. of of all that period. Of of Jordan's first three. Yeah, there's basically. a story in uh, one of his books about uh, obviously it's game one when Jordan hits like six threes and stuff. And Here's Jordan for three, yes! Did you see that one? Michael indicating he can't believe it. Pat Marv reckons he was, uh, he saw Jordan warming up before the game, hitting some threes in practice, which he's not really known for hitting yeah. three points. And uh, Marv said to him, apparently, uh, is this something you're going to use in the game? You know, we don't really see you sort of shooting any threes. Hmm? Jordan was like, oh, perhaps, maybe. So Marv claims that, you know, when Jordan hits the one, he does the shrug and puts the hands yeah. up. Apparently, that's, was, a, that's a Marv. Marv reckons he was winking at Marv and putting his hands up at him and Mike Fratelli went, yeah, see, told you, kind of thing. So I don't know if that's true. There's been many debates about what He what, seemed what to be looking, he is side-eyeing somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. MJ so. is looking over at somebody as if to say, hey, yeah, that, yeah. that could be true, actually. Yeah, you never know. I'm, I'll that take Marv's word for it. Yeah, in the 93 finals with the, the Paxson, yes! Was yeah. the, that was quite the iconic one. I just, I'll always remember that. Of just, just Marv, really in his prime. Well, Pippen got the snap. Here's Paxson for three. Yes! The Bulls take a one-point lead, and Phoenix falls for time with three and nine tenths seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. John Paxson converts a three-pointer in Chicago 99 and Phoenix 98. And those Knicks Bulls series and stuff. It's just those Knicks Bulls yeah. series. Just yeah. the way he would say, you wink. Like, <laughs> like, if you know what I mean, like just... It was the way he said people's words, like the yeah. sort of urgency you would put into it at the right time. So yeah, Marv was very much the voice of NBC during the finals right through sort of 90s till uh, 97-ish where... Um, had a few off-court issues, shall we say. Um, Marv on his... Mugshot Marv. Yeah. Um, Mugshot Marv. Engaged to what would be his sort of second wife at the time. Um, he, uh, yeah, had a few incidents in, in the hotel rooms, uh, specifically with sort of a young woman named Vanessa, um, who sort of accused Marv of sort of tossing her on a bed uh, in a hotel room. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and proceeding to bite her sort of 15 to 20 times whilst wearing a garter belt and panties with a raging boner by the sounds of it. Um, uh, which is all cool yeah. up until the non-consensual then, part. 
for no other reason, I, I find the thought of Dragged Up Marv hilarious. Yeah. The, Do you think he changed the wigs? In her, yeah, I mean, in her mind, it wasn't consensual. In Marv's, it was, and he kind of, you know, forced her into an area. And I don't believe... Marv stuck one in the basket, if, if you will, and proceeded to sort of make her perform on him until he sort of shouted, yes, and it counts, and if, if, if you follow my drift. You know, yeah. From downtown, even. <laughs> um, yeah, so. no, like I say, I'm, that, all of that is cool up until the non-consensual part. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it kind of snowballed and got worse. You know, it turns up his name sort of popped up in a black book of a sort of well-known sort of Manhattan dominatrix who they found dead and stuff. Again, again, <laughs> I don't give what, a you shit about that. Hey, look, you know, who are we to judge? As you know? long as people are okay with it, yeah. it it's fine. Um, Do whatever you like to people who are down for it. That is, like, yeah, if you know what I mean. But yeah. the second it's not, that gets fucked up. Yeah, so, you know, apparently he's very into his threesomes. And as I have said, I went through a curious stage. You know, dressing yeah. up in ladies' underwear and stuff. And again, who cool, is Marv. the judge, you know? Yeah, hey. It's a long, hey. lonely time on the road. Hey, look, if, if, if Marv was throwing a party, I'd want to go to one of those if everybody's down like that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's no. Frank, Frank Boff territory, for sure. And uh, um, But, you know, if you, you're a man... He has needs or whatever. You're in a hotel room from now on 40 years and travelling, never getting a day off. I guess you got to spice things up a bit. But um, there was a couple other women came forward with sort of similar claims and stuff and um, ended up in court, obviously. And uh, Marv was of the idea she was just trying to extort him. But looking at, looking at a stretch in prison, he sort of took a plea, if you will, pleaded guilty and sort of got off with sort of 12 months probation. So still... Kind of denies it wasn't consensual and stuff, and who are we to know uh, what went on? But um, yeah, NBC kind of stuck by him for a while, and yeah. then kind of yeah, it was okay, Marv. I think we're gonna have to yeah go our separate ways here. So he's off NBC. This was like '97, and uh, I think he got asked to leave his MSG sort of Nick's gig as well. Which is so, fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, reflection maybe the key. Which here, is Marvin. fair enough. Be horrible to think he was uh, forcing himself on people. Hey, some, yeah. some things you can't ever give back. Yeah. Um, some so. things you can't ever give back. And, yeah, I don't know. Marv. It's strange to think he was possibly sat on the sideline with underwear on. Yeah. <laughs> Points, uh, you know. As I'm long as right he was comfy. That. Like I say, that yeah. makes it more interesting to me. Yeah. You know, wherever you get your kicks. Hey, hey, look. Knock yourself out. All, all just, that yeah. stuff is cool up until the point you're fucking raping people, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, I don't think there's any suggestion of rape, but possibly uh, well, sticking uh, is uh, forcing himself on people, which, yes, well, very similar. I think you pretty yeah. much just described yeah. rape there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if, yeah. if someone said, "Can you, what does rape mean? Yeah. Well, okay. that'd be it. Yeah. Not good, anyway. But, but even uh, though, any, like, if any scenario where someone's not, no, there need to be like two that. willing parties yeah. for sure. And it's uh, fucking, yeah, if yeah. one's not, so yeah, not good for Marv. Kind of tainted his uh, kind of reputation. Well. <laughs> yeah, good there. Uh, he'll still deny it, but um, yeah, found guilty in court. So there you have it. So yeah, he was in the wilderness for a bit there, and then as these American the sort of companies uh, I want to do, he slowly sort of he got back in at TNT. I think in like '99, didn't he? And he's been a fixture there ever since. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, got back on the Knicks games briefly, and then sort of fell out with James Dolan, like sort of everyone does in Knicks. You know, after criticizing the team and the moves they made and stuff, and ended up on them doing the nets with Mike Fratello, which was strange uh, for a while. Uh, uh, that was like a fuck you hire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, that was uh, a fuck you hire. Yeah, he's kept it going all these years. I mean, we've been saying for the last four or five years he's 
kind of slowly lost his fastball, hasn't he? So when you're getting them players' names confused a little and stuff, it's probably probably time to step away. Oh yeah, no, Marv isn't the memory is not the voice of any new memories. No, no. like Mike Breen's took that handle. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, we're talking like this is yeah. All my memories of Marv are in the early 90s, yeah, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. If, if Marv had not commentated at all since yeah. 97, I probably, like, it wouldn't have affected how no. I watched I basketball. Liked it. When Steve Kerr was his partner, they were pretty good still. And that was probably his last sort of, when I thought he'd still sort of got it to an extent. But um, the Grant Hill and Reggie Miller years, not so great, really. No. Especially the. Uh, not Grant Hill, sorry, the Chris Webber. The Chris Webber, yes. Uh, Marv partnership was terrible. I really didn't enjoy that. And Chris Webber and anybody, he's not. No, no. I think TNT realised that finally this year and booted him before the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, Chris Webber really, really, really likes charisma. Yeah. Really likes charisma on camera and microphone, which is not great in that game. But yeah, just going back to the wigs and stuff, just how they, <laughs> I love it how they kind of got greyer over the years. Like, Oh, I'm of a certain age now, so I need to make make the wig a bit darker. It's like, what? can you put a bit, put a, put put a bit of salt in with the pepper on this yeah. next one, Maury? Um, yeah, Maury's wig emporium. <laughs> exactly. Genuine question though. Genuine question. I want to know if he was dragging up, like in what he was wearing. Do you think he went the way with a wig, and why not? I don't know. I'm really curious. Apparently, during one this alleged incident, w- um, was he was he exploring it like a whole feminine side of him, or was it just the fabrics he liked to wear? One of the funny stories is during the court case, they talked about what had happened in the room with one of these females. Apparently, after he'd forced his, you know, his parts on her, whatever, she grabbed the top of his head and his wig came off and he freaked out and that's how she ran out of the door. <laughs> I believe with the wig. And obviously this came out in the court case and stuff. And apparently Marv was shocked <laughs> that people knew he wore a wig. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> what? I say what now? Like, Quite evident. Like, what wig? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, like a shame that it had been revealed he wore a syrup. It's like, <coughs> I never thought you'd... Like, some of the ones he wore in the early 80s and 90s were terrible. It was like, it was so obvious he wore a wig because his hair had changed so often. It was just like... That says a lot about like, the man. Amusing. Yeah. I mean, oh. he's obviously had some work as well. Like, you look at his nose when he was younger and stuff. Well, it says about a lot of the man... He, he's had some plaque he does. It says a lot about the man that's not very good at all, that uh, <laughs> you're in court for sexual assault and the one time you're ashamed of when people <laughs> find out you're actually bald. <laughs> Not the whole thing. <laughs> Not uh, the whole thing. But Just yeah, um, Doug Collins was the same. He wore some incredible wigs over the yeah. years. Like his hair, he got about nine different haircuts. Yeah, I just like the fact that yeah, he started putting a bit of sort of grey in the wig as, as, as the years went on. Uh, which is fascinating. Put the grey so. in the wig. It is fascinating what people do with her. Yeah, um, or what little they've got left. So yeah, Marv, um, Marv, a checkered, uh, checkered class. career, and whatnot, checkered but, career. Uh, Woo, we've had a few of these. Yeah. It turns out. <laughs> what well, uh, is about the NBA and absolute bags of shit? I just think it's the absurdity of it being Marv Albert there. Like, it, obviously, it's not funny, but it, oh. it is funny because it's Marv Albert. Just, just trying to imagine him in ladies' underwear with a raging boner. See just... that? I can, that I can laugh at. <laughs> just... That I can laugh at. That I can happily picture. It's just that next step. I'm not. I can't. That's not funny. No, but no, it's not oh, fun for anyone. Marv, bruv. But, um, yeah, no, a, a beloved sort of character of ours, and just for his sort of yeah foibles <laughs> as well as uh, legendary moments. Fuck. And uh, just he makes me a lot. I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed with him. I think he's, got, he's, he's a very interesting character. What, what a strange Oof. life. Oof. And, uh, 
Yeah, easing into retirement. But uh, easing now he's influenced a lot of us. The, we- the reason I always mention the weather on when we open our podcast <laughs> yeah, is because that's what Marv does on every game. It's like, from a 34 degree Milwaukee, you know, that, that was his thing. It's, I always love that. I like, just thought, yeah, I'll just get the weather in straight easing off the bat. Easing into was, retirement, a nice pair of six inch heels. Yeah, so, but. Um, Go, Marv. Yeah, the legacy of Marv. Um, I didn't think he'd outlive Hubie on the commentating. Uh, stakes, that's for sure. So, Hubie's still still going strong in the playoffs. Yeah, that's madness. And, uh, yeah, he actually sounded all right. Well, that's uh, crazy. In the in the first that's round, that's crazy. Hubie so could be back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Hubie never. It's, it's, it's easier to do the, the color commentary role, isn't it's, it? It's, it's easy to do that. Stats, and Hubie never gets. Never forced himself on anyone that we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a start, <laughs> for a start. That's one thing, but Hubie's Hubie is like um, straight down the line. Yeah, like no, I it's imagine, all about the basketball. Like I imagine Hubie's, Hubie's boring as fuck oh, in, yeah, in he, any other context he, in life. He, he, Hubie never deviates from <laughs> the stats. And I bet his grandkids hate this him. This guy gave you fifteen and eleven. Yeah. You know, it's not like. I bet his grandkids is like, here, watch, watch this, watch this, and he's like, what, what? Come here, son, and you're like, granddad, I'm thirty-five. <laughs> like, come here, come here, look, look. Watch the way Tree Collins box, box Tree Rollins boxes his man, <laughs> backs his man down on the granddad. Just fuck off with this. Like, I don't know who Blue Edwards is. Poor Hubie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but the, yeah, he's not going there. Whereas no. whereas Marv Marv was a Bruce Forsyth waiting to oh, happen. Marv used to paint pictures though, didn't he? Of the, you know, he created never like there's intros he used to do for NBC. Remember before the like Knicks Bulls games? Yeah. They were great. They were all part of the, like you said, the entertainment. It was yeah, a spectacle. It was, it was, it was the a whole package. Part it, of was, the package. it was like wrestling, you know. It was like he's building the story and stuff. And, like, and you could tell he was secretly a Knicks fan. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard for him you to know, do those I mean, well, Knicks games. Like it's, it's one of those things, like being English, it's particularly, I don't know how it is for other fans, but being English in particular, as I imagine the majority of our listeners probably are, that like, it, it's like finding Rolf Harris was the same thing. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like it's. This is what that's like if you don't know. No one, oh God, not not Dave Lee Travis. <laughs> the hairy cornflake. I mean, it makes sense that Dave Lee Travis would have had to, but you know, you know like that same yeah. thing when you find out these figures from your childhood yeah. past. Yeah, I think he was actually a fucking rotters. Possibly just bored, and yeah, I don't know. Marvelous, you naughty boy, um, come and sit uh, on the naughty step with somewhere or other uh, characters in the hall of uh, questionable morals. <laughs> I hope you spend an hour in the showers with Alvin Robertson. Yeah. That's all I'll say there. (laughs) Uh, Street justice. (laughs) Served cold. Street justice. (laughs) Oh, dear, Marv. It's just uh, the garters. It gets me every time. Anyway, yeah, that's Marv Albert. And uh, yeah, we'll be hearing his voice no more. So just behave in your retirement, Mark. You know, think about it. Oh, to be honest, he's too old now. It's 25 years ago. Point. I'm going to say it's probably uh, almost hanging point. off. It's a bit of a. So that's 65. Playing. He was 65. <laughs> oh, like, I think he was 57 at the time. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What poor lass has to see a 57 year old yeah. man dragged up? Yeah. What, a dis- what a horrible thought. Yeah. I bet he didn't even go. With, uh, well, he's probably playing fucking with a fucking piece of spaghetti at that point I don't well, know well this is yeah. what see now I'm really curious 
See, Marv, Marv's not the only curious person now. See, now I'm really curious. Do we think Marv shaved? I don't know. I'm sure he made himself presentable. Well, that's what I mean. Like, what poor lass needs to see a 57-year-old, like, man, all, like, hairy and unkempt, <laughs> in a tiny pair of, spilling out of a pair of pants? Well, he knew this woman for 10 years or so. It's obviously, they'd obviously interacted before. It wasn't just an isolated incident. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, someone he'd call up when he was in town. and Marv had groomed. <laughs> I don't know. How old was she? I'd like to think both parties were, you know willing but it appears not i'd like so, to think so yeah. <laughs> marv would like to think so by the sounds of it like oh fuck oh fuck so yeah there we have it um i think we've said as much as we need to say <laughs> gavin any more for any more you, yeah you, no <laughs> no not at this point so, yeah i'll leave you with that we mental probably walk that, out of this that, one. that mental imagery of, uh, <laughs> yeah um did Marv shave his nutsack <laughs> That's what I need to know now. Yeah, email the show. Email the show. Let's have a poll. Where what do we, we think? Do we think Marv was... Smooth. Smooth. Yeah, like an action man. <laughs> do, we, do we think Marv took the time to groom beforehand? I like to think so. Or he was a rude well cross-dresser? Mm. Anyway. Right, um, until next time, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back. I'm a nicer one. Can we, can we do like Tim Duncan or something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can we have somebody nice, please? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Gavin, <laughs> thank you for your time. And uh, until next time, <laughs> peace out. We'll leave you with Marv. <laughs>